For Monday, August 16, the 228th day of 2021. There are 137 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 109.39 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone apps using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook, watch on YouTube Live on Periscope and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Plus a couple of chances to win. we got the water cooler question and day number six of Where's Quacky? That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. I hear, uh, we don't have thermostat wars at our house, but I hear that some couples and some households have what are called thermostat wars. Are you familiar with the concept of that? Well, I've heard of those, yes. Millions of couples who seemingly disagree about the temperature, and the solution to the problem is that energy experts say that 78 degrees is the magic number for summer months. Even if family members need a little time to adjust to it, 78 degrees hits the sweet spot between keeping everyone cool and making sure your energy bills don't go through the roof. That's laughable to me. Oh, well, that was more than laughable to me. <laughs> You'd like, have a heat stroke at our I house would, yes. if it was set on 78. We're something closer of the... Uh, 72, 71 variety even sometimes. So he is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award, two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Chi-Town's north side. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing well. Welcome back. Thank uh, you. Have a good couple of days away. Yeah, it, it, a long couple of days away. It, a lot going on. A but long it, couple of days away. Not yeah, relaxing. Not, not. I'm not meaning long in a negative sense. It was just there was a lot going on in four days or however many days it was. I, I, I've lost track of time at this point. Okay. But all I know is it's Monday morning. More importantly, Friday night is uh, high school football kickoff. Yeah, don't don't remind me. I it's, didn't it's know coming, if that, if that was something you were looking forward to, or if yeah, it was, no, I mean, yeah, one hundred percent. It's kind of always been one of those things that it's like it's coming, it's coming. It's we still got some time, and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, hey, yeah. we're here. And there are some things you just can't do ahead of time. There are some things you just oh, yeah. have to wait until today. You know, to to basically to basically do rosters change lineups change people change things you know and then there's this little thing called covid and you don't quite know you know whether it has a it's just lots of things to figure out so it will be a busy week yes yes yeah yes that is an understatement a lot going on i know volleyball and girls soccer both open their seasons tonight for grayson county high school Mm -hmm. so there's a lot going on maybe by about let's call it let's just go ahead and call it for good measure 8.30 8.30 on Friday night, that'd be about halftime probably of the game, you'll start to feel a little bit, okay. We're back in it. It's we're, like riding a bike. We found it. We're off and running. Jumping on. I mean, we're, we're here. And you're opening up with a tobacco bowl, too. And mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can't told, wait for your... I'm told there's some extra storylines this year, too. <laughs> I can't wait for your Cougar Sports Report on Friday. Looking forward to that. A drizzly type of day ahead. We're going to see a near-daily chance of rain this week. Going to have kind of a tropical setup. Pockets of heavier rain are possible at times. And then ahead into next weekend, another cold front is going to move in with more showers and thunderstorms. You have a couple of uh, disturbances queued up in the uh, Gulf, the South Gulf in particular. Today, very rainy, going to get very rainy in Panama City Beach as Fred comes ashore. And then you're going to see the remnants of that as it falls apart move into the Ohio Valley for our Tuesday through Thursday type of picture. Then we're going to see the remnants of, uh, forgot her name, that's the the G-Storm. We actually have G-Storm and H-Storm already named, but um, the G-Storm is having kind of a wobbly type of time getting organized. But by the time that she limps along and makes it ashore, that'll kind of paint our weather picture for uh, into late week and into the weekend. And then that H-Storm... Who, who knows what it might do. So it is definitely hurricane season. And you think, well, we don't live in a hurricane zone. Well, we get the washout. We get the rain mm-hmm. remnants from the hurricanes as they move through the Gulf here in the Ohio Valley. So often on showers today, a high of 79, scattered showers and low of 72 tonight, scattered thunderstorms and a high of 84 for tomorrow. At least we are, at least we have said sayonara to the 90-degree temperatures for this work week. So that's a, a, bit, hope of, it stays that bit, of a bit of a welcome. Yeah, it's well, I don't think they're going – I think we'll probably see them again at least that's for the, some period of time. That's the pro to going up north is that you get a little bit of that – it feels a lot better out there. Mm, yeah. <laughs> we and, didn't have the 90-degree weather. And wind. I pre- yeah. Oh, I pre- yeah. I pre- yeah. It's, it's amazing what Wrigley Field can do. <laughs> I am no geopolitical expert. I um, I don't know who's to blame. I don't know who's to get credit. I don't know if leaving Afghanistan today or right now is the right thing or whether it should have been 10 years ago or whether should have we should have never been there. I don't, I'm not really in a position uh, to where I want to consider those things. But when I... When I see the troubling imagery coming out of Afghanistan today, now to the point where we're having a hard time even getting Americans out because runways are being swarmed with Afghani people that are blocking, not necessarily intentionally, but are swarming runways and airports because they want out too for they fear of what the Taliban is going to, what Taliban rule is going to be like is troubling. It's it's concerning, and I feel mostly and foremostly for the Americans who are trying to leave the area. I feel for the Afghani people who have been loyal to the American cause and our initiatives that have uh, – there, there have been many Afghanis who have helped make it easier for Americans in country to – carry out their mission, and those are the Afghanis that are likely to be um, targeted most. And then I, f- I feel for the people af- of Afghanistan who are just your regular citizen that I-, I won't say they've had a cakewalk for the last 20 years because they certainly have not, but whatever standard of living they have been able to establish over the last two decades is now suddenly probably in their minds, gone, because now the Taliban is back in rule. The Taliban doesn't care for things like women's rights and equal rights, period. And uh, it's you, you've got Afghani people who are going to the bank or ATMs trying to withdraw their life savings and flee the country. And so we're, I, have, I feel like in ways we're going to have another Syrian setup where you have refugees and people who are fleeing the country. Uh, I I don't have any of the answers, but right there is the imagery that I'm talking about. An Air Force, I don't know that that's a C-130, but it's similar to the size of a C-130 that is taxiing out on the tarmac but can't take off because they literally have thousands of Afghanis running alongside. I mean, this aircraft is moving at a decent speed trying to move out to a runway and... 
people are risking being run over by this aircraft as it's taxiing out. And then you see videos of jetways that are out trying to load commercial aircraft, and Afghani people are climbing every structure they can find to try and flee the area. And I don't know what the answers are. Um, you can you can blame part of it on President Trump for setting the scene and saying we're out on a particular time. You can blame President Biden for following through on that if he was given if he was given data that said now is not the best time to do that, that he could have altered course. Maybe you can blame the better part of four American presidents for the situation that we're in because this doesn't this doesn't just impact one commander in chief, it impacts four of them. And uh, they've all been dealing with this and President Biden says he's determined not to make it an issue for the fifth. Well, he he and his intelligence community community around him have totally underestimated what's happening there and how quickly the Taliban I mean he just said 2 weeks ago that what is happening today wouldn't happen and so if he really believed that then he was getting bad information or studied the situation incorrectly because here we are I mean, we can't even get Americans out before it's being overrun by the Taliban. So I don't know. I mean, we're almost in ways when we can get the Americans out or anybody out that we want out, we're almost just going to have to turn a blind eye and say, good luck. But don't forget, one of the reasons we were there to begin with is because the Al-Qaeda and other radical groups were then launching attacks on us on our home soil, and we decided, well, we'll play ball on your turf instead of you coming to our turf. How long will it be before groups like Al-Qaeda are taking root, and then they start launching attacks at us again? So, I, I again, no geopolitical expert. I am not um, – I don't have all of the answers. I'm an American just like the rest of you trying to study the situation, but I'm troubled because I don't know what comes next. And I, it's, you know, God bless the people, uh, the Americans that are trying to, to get out of there. And um, I, I don't know. Uh, weekend was also filled with troubling news in Haiti. You may know missionaries or people who are um, in, in Haiti doing uh, mission work of some kind that a really powerful 7.2 magnitude earthquake. The death toll quickly climbed to nearly 1,300 yesterday, 5,700 people injured in a country that doesn't have the infrastructure and hasn't been able to rebuild from the other natural disasters they've received. I think they had an earthquake or a, uh, had a hurricane in 2010, had one again in 2016 that ravaged the, had the, that horrible earthquake. the Caribbean. Yeah. They've had multiple earthquakes. They have yet another one. And so it's uh, it's troubling and, and problematic, and I presume there will be some type of obviously ongoing relief opportunity for the nation of uh, the nation of Haiti. Then close, even closer to home, continue to see troubling COVID nineteen numbers. Friday was the tenth largest COVID nineteen day in Kentucky since the beginning of the pandemic. Between Monday and Friday of last week, thirteen thousand. 484 new cases. To give you an idea, on Friday there were 1,424 people hospitalized, 391 in ICUs, and 185 patients on ventilators. And you're starting to see news and reports coming out of healthcare facilities around the state that say that they do not have room. Even if you're, even if your loved one might need to go to ICU and ICU for a non COVID related reason, you may be hard pressed to find an opportunity in an ICU unit because of their capacity being stretched thin. So it's uh, it's here again and it's, and it's real. And I, again, I go back to, I, I think we, as a, as a lot of us, have just decided that where we stand is where we are, and what we believe is what we believe. And I don't know what the answer is to that. To try and implore people to do something differently or to change their behavior, I, um, I think if you have a brush, and you certainly if you have a brush with COVID nineteen, and you thought that it wasn't serious, and then you suddenly have a bout with it, that's one thing I think that is changing some minds, but. As we go, we continue to hear people that say, you know, get vaccinated, try and protect yourself, do what's 
do what's necessary to help you. I saw a report uh, from Friday, even, you know, Congressman Guthrie, again, is making the rounds and trying to encourage people. To, uh, he's trying to assure them and emphasize that COVID-19 vaccines work. His statement on Friday came about as the same. I mentioned that 10th highest day of 4,009 new coronavirus cases. He, in his statement, said the data from local health care providers and federal health agencies prove it. Unvaccinated patients represent the vast majority of hospitalizations from COVID-19 right now in Kentucky and across the country, with the Delta variant relentlessly spreading through communities across the country. I encourage everyone to get vaccinated for COVID-19. That's what uh, Congressman Brett Guthrie said. You're, I think you're seeing most other leaders. I have seen uh, former Speaker of Kentucky's House, Jeff Hoover, was sharing a tweet of some legislator around the country who was saying the exact, uh, around the state, and I don't can't remember the name right now, but was saying the exact opposite of that, which is, is troubling. And again, I said, you know, some of it on Thursday, uh, on Friday, I said some of it on Thursday. I doubt there's a whole lot right now that someone like me could say to try and ch- that would change your mind. It, if you've just dug in and you've said, I'm determined, I read this morning that maybe 15% of Americans say they will not under any circumstance get it. Um, I'd live with, I could live with that number. I could live with 15% if that meant we could get to 85% of being, of being protected. All I would, all I would ask you to do for yourself is Whatever has led you to the belief system that you have, and you're saying either vaccine is bad or COVID-19 is, is real or this is you know some type of conspiracy or a hoax or whatever, all I would ask you to do is reevaluate the source of your information. I, I, I respect that you feel that way. You part of our nation is you have freedom and you have liberties to believe the way that you want and to make the choices that are best for your family. And and, uh, I I get all that. And I and I respect your belief system and I respect your opinion. I disagree with it, but I respect it and I respect your right to have it. The simple ask I would have of you is reevaluate the source of your information. Facebook okay. is not a source. Yeah, I just and 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 the people posting on Facebook is not necessarily a source, but neither are all websites, neither is Twitter, neither am I, neither am I. You know, I just just really really scrutinize. Go go back to the early portions of this when you started to have whatever your ideology at the moment is, what like again, respect it. Whatever it is, go back to the beginning and say, how did I get to where I am today? And if I remove this this entity or this person as a source, would it slowly start to change the way that I feel? There is no shame in altering course right now. There, there is no reason to feel shameful or like you've been, you've been uh, tricked or you've been anything like that. If you, if you suddenly wake up tomorrow and say, you know what, I've changed, I've had a change of heart. I think I'm going to do something different in this regard. There is nothing wrong with that, and you'll be nothing but applauded for coming to that decision. So again, back to the question is just my my question is really look at where your information is coming from, because in all other areas, the people that I trust, whether it's political leaders or healthcare leaders, or they're telling me something than may, different than maybe a place where you've ended up. And so I just have, as a, as an American I, and a human, I just have to wonder, well, how did I get here? Like what, what led me to this place? And if you reevaluate it and you still feel that way, well then thank you for at least considering. And that's, that's all I can ask today. I think you touched on maybe the scariest part of it all is that with the ICU rooms filling up is that this is not affecting people who just have COVID. This right. could be affecting anybody who would need an ICU bed. And that that's the scariest part for me. Absolutely. And I hope that in the coming weeks, we'll start to see a different outcome. You know, we'll see a, but, you know, I've seen multiple people, whether it's the judge executive or whether it's uh, healthcare or whoever, just talking about how polarized and we seem to be a judge Henderson said over the weekend said, you know, we all seem to be fighting some type of battle of some kind. And, 
I'll tell you, it's just look at the numbers. Now is not a time for battling. Not It's not a time for battle. It's a time for making the best decisions you can for the safety and the health and the well-being of you, your family, the community around you, our state, our nation. Now's the time for that. Now's not the time for fighting. It's not, it's not doing, it's, it's not helping matters at all. We've got to get to a break. We'll come back. There's more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Busy guy, I, or gal. I've never, I've never asked Quacky preferred personal pronouns, so I can't say. I'm, I'm going Quacky's a he until I hear otherwise. But sure, the Colonel will let us know. Yeah, she'll let us know. <laughs> we'll get uh, to Quacky in just a moment. But uh, today is roller coaster day. Today, oh, okay. It is airborne day, so uh, that's to tribute airborne, like the 100 fair, oh, first okay. airborne stationed okay. at Fort Campbell. And we've been having to rely upon a lot of 101st Airborne members the last few days in Afghanistan because they're the, the ones going in and helping extract people that we need out. It's also Tell a Joke Day today. Oh. I try not to reserve just one day a year for telling them, but I will try to make extra effort to tell one sometime today. By the way, have uh, um, Sam, you may not know what my board means today. I've yet to watch. But anyone who's in the loop on Ted Lasso will know what my board means. And it is a serious question. So I don't know that Ted Lasso coined the phrase. But any any photograph involving more than one person, <laughs> they call an ussy. Listen, because I'll if you think about so it, hard. selfie is really an inaccurate title. <laughs> If it, unless it's if it's someone yeah. more than just so you. So if you're taking a group selfie, it's an ussy. It's an ussy. Okay, they that call makes it. sense. And makes so sense. they have kind of worked it into the dialogue of the show, can I get an ussy? I love it. So I just wonder, will Ted Lasso be to credit? And will we eventually adapt our vernacular to using ussy instead of selfie? I don't know the answer. I'm just curious. That's why it's on my board for today. Now, has the full season come out yet or no? No, you still got a couple of weeks. I know you're waiting. Just so you can get two seasons at once so you can so you can binge it. Uh, today is day number six of Where's Quacky. As I mentioned, Quacky's been very busy in week number one. We're going to catch you up back to day number three. Uh, we did tell you that day number three, that was last Wednesday, uh, Quacky spent the day at James D. Bevel Park Sensory Playground. And then Casey John Hayes was the winner that day. Is that right, Sam? Best you recall? Yeah. 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 So Casey John Hayes uh, won that day and gets a duck in the Ducking Hunger Regatta. Day number four, Quacky spent at Litchfield City Hall, and it was a bit of a rope-a-dope. I think only like four people got it right. It was a little misleading. You would have thought it was a firehouse, mm-hmm. one of Litchfield's two firehouses, but it is actually about the firehouses and the Litchfield Fire Department at the new Litchfield City Hall. And Shane was the winner. Uh, Shane was the winner on that day. Shane has a duck in the hunking hunk, uh, the ducking (laughs) hunger regatta. Did I say Shane's a hunk? I think I just said in some way Shane's a Shane's a hunk. And as far as I know, Shane Shane is. Maybe. And then Friday, you had a fifty-fifty shot. Oma Decker correctly guessed that. Nolin Dam is where Quacky was stationed on Friday. Quacky's getting tough. He's he's getting challenging. Sure, the low hanging fruit is out of here. We got to make it a little little bit harder. But if you know the Rough River Dam well enough, mm-hmm. then you would know there's no way that that tower, like you can't get that perspective from that spot. So it would deduce down to it had to be at Nolin, and it was at Nolin. 
So you're all kind of caught up from Where's Quacky er, uh, late last week. Now here's day number six in Where's Quacky, another chance for you to have your very own duck in the Ducking Hunger Regatta that's coming up on Labor Day. Your chance to win $1,000. You'll also win a K105 T-shirt. Yes, so it's confirmed. I am properly using he as Quacky. He is a busy boy, and today he is stationed again at some other location. Oh, in the Twin Lakes area, ah, maybe there, maybe there's some context clues in there this on is a, where Quacky yeah. is. Yeah, you. you oh, I mean, I yeah, I, it's tough. I've been around long enough to know that I would have known it without without having a hint, but maybe not everyone would. So go over to the K105 Facebook page in the comments section to this photo. Then you need to put where's Quacky. And, and you need to tell us where Quacky is spending the day, and you may be the winner tomorrow and have your very own duck in the Ducking Hunger Regatta and your chance to win $1,000 on Labor Day when the Ducking Hunger Regatta is held at the Litchfield Aquatic Park. And I also would be not doing my job properly if I didn't tell you. Go to gc-alliance.com. And you can sponsor your own duck. We need all 2,000 ducks sponsored for the Ducking Hunger Regatta. They're only $5 each. That means it's so affordable. You can get two, three, four, someone from... You can get a duck for everyone in the entire family, and it'd be very affordable. And then you'll have a rooting interest in the Ducking Hunger Regatta on September Except we're going to win, right? I mean, I hope. I'd like weren't, to win for bragging, you out training? Just for bragging rights. Training them over the weekend, right? I've been, I've, been, <laughs> I've been cracking the whip on the ducks, just trying to get our ducks the most uh, qualified. Qualified? I think that's the wrong word. A new study says babies born during the COVID-19 pandemic have lower IQs. What? It's, this seems preposterous. Aww. In um, as a hypothesis, but scientists from Brown University in Rhode Island have found that children born during the COVID-19 pandemic may have lower IQs. So you could probably find another study that maybe says the opposite. I was going to say, I would think it would be higher. According to the research, babies born since March 2020 have worse cognitive, verbal, and motor skills than children who entered the world before coronavirus, and it may be due to reduced interactions during lockdowns. Historically, IQ is a score achieved by dividing a person's mental age obtained with an intelligence test by their age. The resulting fraction is then multiplied by 100 to obtain an IQ score. An IQ of 100 has long been considered the median score. Average IQs for children aged three months to three years old dropped from around 100 in the decade before the pandemic to 79 during the pandemic. So from three months to three years, all right, even if you're right, are there any groups where... Are there any groups that benefited as a result? Are, are there any demographics where you can say kids actually, or is it just a net I mean, neutral or a net loss for all of us? I could almost understand the 6 to 18 because they, in a way, lost a year of school. I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't, but they did. I can kind of get that part, but I feel like everyone else would be better off. I don't know. Me too. Like the little ones especially, but... The interaction teaches more than a teacher could, in a way. Yeah. Well, I mean, who benefited the most? The house dogs? (laughs) (laughs) There's no doubt there. Where they were not, (laughs) the pets were not left at home all day. Everybody was home every day, all day. Even the pets were probably ready for people to go back. Like, good. I thought they'd, I thought they'd never leave. You know, I, I wonder, um, there's no replacement for the school experience. It's a very valuable one, but we know that parents spent more time with their kids. They they were forced to. It wasn't yes. necessarily by choice. They had to. And, and so will there be deeper familial bonds and relationships? So even if it – maybe if we're not winning in the IQ category – would we be winning in some other ways or because of the shroud of mental health difficulties surrounding all of us that see what I'm saying? It's I, I'm looking for the silver lining is my point. 
Yeah. And sometimes that's hard to find. All right. Have you noticed on the bottom of a bag of potato chips or maybe on the packaging of one of your other favorite snacks, you'll find a almost a rainbow of color dots? Mm-hmm. Have you ever been curious on what these mean? I looked this up once, but I don't remember what the answer was. <laughs> these aesthetically pleasing circles do serve a purpose. One that just happens to have more to do with packaging and graphic design than nutrition, freshness, or taste. They're called process control patches or printer's color blocks. Their purpose is to make sure that the colors used to print packaging are up to par. Often that means you'll see circles of black, magenta, cyan, and yellow. If you have a color printer at home and you have to do a calibration test, you've probably seen this already. So they serve no real purpose other than quality control. But it surprises me that they do it on every every package of a run. Like if if your bag of chips, let's just say it's Cheetos, and they're making sure that the Cheetos color is the proper Cheetos color on the packaging, they put it on every single piece of packaging to make sure that seems to me to be wasteful. Yeah, I agree. It does seem to be wasteful. I don't know why they I don't know why they do it. Keebler has fudge stripes, pumpkin spice cookies. It's pumpkin spice already. It's oh. only August sixteenth. We're gonna we, have to do this for the next two months. Spice talk. We had pumpkin spice cup of noodles while you were gone. Really? Yeah. Ugh. No, thank you. I'll pass on that as well. Keebler has fudge stripes. Can't I just just keep the fudge stripes like the fudge stripes are supposed to be. That'll be fine with me. I mean these at least sound somewhat appetizing. I mean, like, in the list of things that we talk, pumpkin spice, at least this one I can somewhat understand. I will. T- uh, I agree with you on that front, Sam. That is, this is far better than pumpkin spice deodorant. Yeah, or, <laughs> or pumpkin spice cup of noodles like we had had. I could even go with cup of noodles before I could go with pumpkin spice deodorant. You don't want to smell like that? I, I don't want to smell like that, and I don't want you to smell like that. If and I'm going to have to be around you. I don't want to smell either of you right. smelling like and that. And I don't want to smell you smelling like right. that. I'll take just regular deodorant smell, please. So does that mean I need to go change my deodorant then? <laughs> if you're wearing pumpkin spice deodorant, <laughs> then yes, you do need to go You do need to go change it. And in other innovations, Brock's Turkey Dinner Flavored Candy Corn is back. It won't be that far until we're talking fall and we're talking the Thanksgiving season. Brock's has their turkey dinner candy corn, six flavors designed to taste like the classic items that you'd find on your plate, like stuffing and cranberry sauce. Not only has the brand brought back the candy, but it's been revamped to include dessert. Brock's turkey dinner plus apple pie and coffee candy corn. You don't like candy corn on a normal day. You don't, I def, guess you don't want Vanity candy corn. Is that fair to fair to? That is uh, so state? disgusting. I mean, <laughs> I have nothing against candy corn, but I, I mean the apple pie one. I think would be decent. I like candy corn if it's with peanuts, you know, and you're Tastes trying like to payday. make it like a payday bar. Mm-hmm. Um, but in ways, I don't know. I might like this better than just regular candy corn because I don't like the candy corn taste by itself. I just I, I agree with with Nettie. I don't like it. Yeah, I'd definitely rather have a good old butterball turkey than a piece of candy trying to masquerade like a turkey, without a doubt. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Going to be your chance to win. We have the water cooler question. It's around the corner. Coming up here on In the Know. You know, the first ever movie with outtakes in the credits was Smokey and the Bandit in 1977. The first movie ever made that had outtakes in the credits goes back to 1977, Smokey and the Bandit. Great movie. And then, great movie. And there were some good ones in, uh, some definitely some good outtakes, but you know, um, sometimes... You love that movie so I, much. Well, yeah, I just absolutely <laughs> love Smokey and the Bandit. But I also love outtakes in closing credits. I mean, what? it's worth hanging around for. The Marvel movies will sometimes have that at the end. They usually do some different scene as well. Yeah. 
Um, I would also recommend a more modern movie, making sure if you've never hung around for the end of the uh, outtakes in Horrible Bosses. <laughs> it's good. Also, if you've never hung around for the closing credits of Bridesmaids. Oh, yeah. Also very good. It's so. good to always look up outtakes of The Office <laughs> as oh, well. Okay. Yeah. I can see where that would probably be pretty good. Because they'll lose it. Outtakes outtakes would be very challenging in the office in that documentary style I of agree. shooting because you know there was just never any laughter there there everything was so serious in the office and everything was side eye you know and, and no no actual verbal humor written in so when they would break it must be very odd to see well and it's interesting seeing like Kevin Malone's so the character who plays Kevin he doesn't talk like that really. But it's interesting when he breaks character, it's like, what are you, why do you sound like that? It's yeah. just kind of funny. I got it. All right, very good. I'll have to look that and up And even sometime. Steve Carell's a little different than Michael Scott. Here's today's water cooler question. It's your chance to win. You'll be texting your answer to 270-259-6000. I think we're still in a position I can give you your choice of tickets, whether you want to go to Holiday World, Kentucky Kingdom, or Beach Bend, depending upon which is more favorable to your schedule and your uh, geography. So give you your choice of tickets if you can be the correct uh, uh, be the correct answer. The first with the correct answer by texting the answer to 270-259-6000, 270-259-6000. According to a survey, people taking selfies at the gym is the number one pet peeve. So this is about pet peeves at the gym. Number one pet peeve at the gym is people taking selfies. The number two pet peeve at the gym is this. What is it? People taking selfies is the number one pet peeve at the gym. What's number two? Text the correct answer to 270-259-6000. Major League Baseball's Field of Dreams game. Sam, you weren't here last week to kind of give your input, so we'll we'll take your temperature on it. Um, I raved about it last week. It was the largest, it was the most viewed regular season Major League Baseball game in 16 years, and it also spiked sales of the DVD. So people were clamoring to buy Field of Dreams on DVD since Thursday night just for many people that hadn't seen it, including some of the people who played in the game had never seen the movie. But I bet that might have uh, that might have changed. Did you get to see it? Bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. Okay. So I saw the walk-off. Because okay, yeah. we had sat down at a restaurant, and that's exactly what happened. We sat down, and we looked up, and we're like, oh, the Yankees are winning. And then all of a sudden, the home, Tim Anderson hit the home run. Right. It's like, oh, wow, it's over. We like we missed it. The Yankees had to have their own heroism to take the lead in the uh, and ninth. And see, I'd, uh, later on, I'd learned that. Yep. Because I wasn't following it or anything that closely, but uh, I got to see just a little bit of it. I got to see the replay of them walking through the corn, which was cool. That was cool. But uh, I saw Aaron Judge hit a home run at the beginning. Yes. Um, yeah, he did. But I, I pretty much saw. I guess you could say the the first two innings, and then the bottom of the ninth. Okay. Yeah. If sometime when you get a chance as a broadcaster. You might want to go back and watch the pregame because there are a lot of storylines in there, a lot of factoids, and then the game. The way they did the game was pretty interesting as well. So even from a professional aspect, you 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 might like it. So uh, I have not purchased the DVD, but I can't say that. Uh, can't say that I. Won't. I had to think if I even had anything to play a DVD on. But I guess I <laughs> Sorry, this one made me laugh. People taking pictures of you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that would not be. Uh, that would be uh, <laughs> another good answer. Grunting, yeah, loud grunting, flexing in the mirror, listening to music without headphones. Oh yeah, or, that was my number two. Singing too loudly over the headphones, so you've got your earbuds in, mm-hmm. but then you're singing, so it's even worse because people are listening to you sing without any accompaniment. Mm-hmm. You haven't said my two yet. Not cleaning the equipment. Uh, no. That's what I put. That was, no, no. Well, one of my, that was my no, number I, one. I would assume that one has to be way up there, but uh, I got it another is not one. number. Talking on the phone or having, I guess that's kind of in the same realm of singing. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, sort of. Will you shut up? Just because your or phone has a speaker you. doesn't mean you have to use it. By the way, you're not required to use the speaker bo- speakerphone <laughs> function of your phone. 
you think, well, this way a person can hear both sides of the conversation. No. That's why headphones were created. I'd rather reduce it by 50%. Absolutely. So 270-259-6000. None of those answers are correct. The number one pet peeve at the gym is people taking selfies. What's the number two pet peeve at the gym? A couple other things to pass along to you. Free guy, Ryan Reynolds, says Disney already wants a sequel. I've not seen the original, so I can't. Uh, I think it can't. just just came out. It just came out. What's it even on? I think Disney Plus. Is it Disney it? Plus? Mm-hmm. Shikari, uh, Shikari Richardson. I don't know if that's how mm-hmm. Shikari or Shikari. Shikari Richardson will race against the Olympic medalist at the Prefontaine Classic. She got uh, bumped from the U.S. from uh, Team USA for a uh, positive marijuana test before she before she went. I don't know. I mean, it was against Olympic rules, so surely she had to to know that. But her use of the substance was apparently legal where she used it. But that's one of those things that really our country's going to have to figure out going forward on how athletes have to, you know, behave themselves in that regard. And when do they lose their opportunity on Team USA? I don't know the answer. Naomi Osaka will donate her prize money to the Haitian earthquake relief effort. She announced yesterday that a uh, nice move on her part. She's going to take the money that she wins from her event this week and will donate it to uh, Haitian earthquake relief efforts. So there you go. We'll uh, tell you the, the answer to the water cooler question. And we'll have uh, chart toppers, point to ponder, pearl of wisdom, and more. All that coming up here on In the Know. Parenting is a lot like gardening here in Colorado. The conditions aren't perfect, but if you know how to work with what you have, you can reap a good harvest. Hi, this is Jim Daly with Focus on the Family. Colorado is a beautiful place to live, but growing plants that need a lot of water isn't for the faint of heart in this state. First, there's a scarcity of good topsoil. Then there's the dry climate. Still, determined Colorado gardeners don't give up. They make the best of things by amending the soil with an array of nutrients to give their plants the best chance to thrive. Raising kids isn't so different. We want them to flourish, to have health and happiness, the best education, authentic friendships, and endless opportunities to succeed. But sooner or later, we come face to face with the reality that we're not raising our kids in an ideal world. It's impossible to create a perfect environment, free from the damaging effects of the culture our own shortcomings, and the hardships of life everyone faces. Even so, it's important not to give up, but to make the best of what we have, knowing the tremendous difference loving parents make in a child's life. The topsoil we're working with may be deficient, but by amending it with love, encouragement, and guidance, we can help our kids grow into adults who can, as the saying goes, bloom wherever they're planted. To help your family thrive, go to FocusOnTheFamily.com. I'm Jim Daly. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and Internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or Internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or Internet bill with a Lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the Internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services, including Lifeline, are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. Oh, man, it is on. The Kentucky State Fair is August 19th through the 29th, so get advanced tickets, including free parking online now. Jam out with more than 45 bands, all free with admission. We have thrilling rides, mouth-watering food, daring performances, the World's Championship Horse Show, and so much more. Advanced tickets, including free parking, are available online only. Visit kystatefair.org for more details.
Hey, this is Haley Hansen. As Kentuckians get back on the road and traffic increases, law enforcement will be out this summer during the Blue Lights Across the Bluegrass campaign. The goal isn't to write tickets, but to save lives. So please do your part. Obey the speed limit, drive sober, buckle up, and put the phone down. Spare yourself a ticket and possibly a life. Be safe, Kentucky. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. MB's point to ponder for today. If someone wrote you a check for $5,000 and said use it to solve a problem, what would you do with it? Someone wrote you a check for $5,000 and said use it to solve a problem, what would you do with it? <laughs> well... Me and a bunch of my friends are hungry. <laughs> uh, me, me. Uh, I guess what's your definition of a problem? Yeah, that's yeah, that's all. Right? It's all. Well, I think that's where. I think that's where the real test is. It reveals your heart condition on what you consider a problem. I mean, and my, then, my MacBook at home starting to starting <laughs> to slow down a little bit. That annoys me. There you go. A problem. I have a productivity problem, mm-hmm. and I could have a. A but, better solution. That's right. But then, you know, I think the correct answer a- is probably one of those you maybe need to identify problems others are having. But then how many tr- problems How many problems can $5,000 truly it. solve? Are they all temporary problems? Well, I could buy a thousand ducks. That, See, that my could, mind immediately that, went to Debbie Childress, could, whether it's the Alliance, could, yeah, could, ducks, could, or is that allowed? Can I buy a thousand? I don't. I don't. I'm unaware of any rules that pro, pro, prohibit it. So, I mean, and I now I mean, you would be spending five thousand to potentially get a thousand. But I could also finish in second and third and get a Litchfield oh. Aquatic Center pass. And I'm pretty sure you could just bought out at that point. Still, your net value <laughs> less than five thousand. But you said I'm fixing a problem, and this is—I mean, I don't know that it's a problem. I mean, it—it's a better solution. If your phone number ends in <laughs> six four nine five, I think that's right. If your phone number ends in six four nine five, you were the first person to correctly say. Naked talkers in the shower or locker room. What? People who are naked talking to you. Naked <laughs> people talking to you in the locker room is the correct answer, is the number two pet peeve. I, I clearly do not go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that's yeah. The... Does that really happen? Oh, oh yeah. It does? I don't. I don't. It's... I, my gym's a little different setup than... Than maybe your normal gym, so I don't. Again, wow. I don't. I've I've never run into this problem. So, so I guess we know Sam's <laughs> naked at the gym. No, yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> Who's talking to you at the gym that you don't like? That's naked, Sam. By the way, I, I don't I, know that I, I like pres- being put I on the pres- spot right I, now. I presume. You're in the your own locker room, not in the opposing sex locker yep. room. I, I guess that's not you, Sam, in particular. People yes. in general is yes. would be mine. Okay. The season seven premiere of Bachelor in Paradise is on ABC tonight. Well, thank goodness. Been waiting all so long for it. And on the Food Network season six premiere, uh, the season premiere of Ben and Jerry's Clash of the Cones. I mean, I like their ice cream. I um I'm really hoping to get caught up on uh Big Brother and the White Lotus tonight. Didn't get to those yesterday, so Me too. Those are Reds are playing the Cubs tonight. They are. Mm-hmm. Huh. Today's highlight in history, this day nineteen seventy seven, Elvis Presley died at his Graceland estate in Memphis, Tennessee at age forty two. In 1812, Detroit fell to British and Native American forces in the War of 1812. 
1954, Sports Illustrated was published by Time Incorporated. The Beatles fired Pete Best, their original drummer, this date in 1962. Poor guy. Ringo. It stinks to be Pete Best. <laughs> you know, the just to know member. you were right there. You were the original Be- uh, Beatles drummer, and then they fired you, and then they went on and became the Beatles. And, like, It has to be a knock to your self-esteem, doesn't it? No matter what Pete Best said, didn't it have to be like... Is he still alive? I doubt it. I don't I don't even know. 2018, Aretha Franklin passed away at age 76. Simone Biles captured her fourth gold of the Rio Games this date five years ago. Kathy Lee Gifford is 68 today. James Cameron is 67. Laura Ennis is 64. She whose name I dare not say is 63 today. Angela Bassett is also 63 today. Steve Carell is 59 today. Rumor Willis is 33 today. Do you know whose name I won't say? No. I really feel like I should know this. <laughs> we went to see her in concert. Oh. And that was the end of our relationship with her. Oh, Madonna? <laughs> well, I didn't I say, I can say it. Didn't say I can say it. <laughs> I didn't. I have no, no I, reason to dislike I her. I bet that better be edited out in the podcast. I don't, want to, I don't want to. Know I'll put a bleep over name. it. <laughs> yeah, one of those censored bars yeah. on there is not. Do we need to make it yeah. mark it as explicit? She's sixty three today. That's kind of hard to believe. Nah, you don't need to go to that and go to those links. Gone but not forgotten. Menachem Begin, born this date in nineteen thirteen. Fess Parker in nineteen twenty four. Frank Gifford in nineteen thirty. I'd forgotten that Frank and Kathy Lee shared a birthday, not a birth date, but a birthday. And let's find some chart toppers. Get in the Wayback Machine and go to 1955. Mitch Miller was number one with the Yellow Rose of Texas. I mean, I'd be hard-pressed to find another Mitch Miller song that I would like better. Can you name it up? No, and that's why I really don't have much choice, but just to be accepting. 1954, Dean Martin, number one. Yeah, I'll take this song any day over the last one. I have really been, uh, so I, I think I've mentioned it, but over the course of the summer, I binge-watched. I don't know if I binge-watched, but I didn't think that I had seen some of the early episodes of The Sopranos because I joined along with The Sopranos' popularity real-time back before binging was a possibility, and then I saw it to its end. But I was not certain that I had seen the early episodes. So on HBO Max, I went back and just gradually watched the whole thing. But there's a period of time there where he buys the beach house, and he gets into it with the neighbor, and on the boat, on the Stugats, or Stugats, they they station the boat offshore, and they set up this sound system to annoy the neighbor. <laughs> and they're playing the Rat Pack live at the Sands. <laughs> and I have forgotten what a great album that is when Dean Martin comes out, and he's, he's doing the I Love Vegas song and all that. And so I've kind of been, when I hear Dean Martin do that, it reminds me of his uh, Live at the Sands. It's really good. And The Sopranos is also very good. The Saints of East Brunswick or whatever. There's a Sopranos movie coming out in a couple of months. It's a prequel movie. Without him? Oh, yeah. It's his son. His son is playing Tony Soprano. I don't know. Gandolfini. Will that that be okay? I think so. Yeah. 1973. Wings was number one with Live and Let Die. I would I would skip the rest of the chart toppers, except I cannot miss an opportunity to play the Steve Miller band yeah. and Abracadabra from 1982. Rhythm Syndicate Passion in 91. NSYNC It's Gonna Be Me in 2000. Carrie Hilson Knock You Down in 09. And I Like It, Cardi B number one in 2018. So there you go. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. You learn nothing from life if you think you're right all the time. You learn nothing from life if you think you're right 
all the time. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. I look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beach, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.